Hi loves, and welcome to the With Love Always podcast, a podcast to help you live the life you were created for. We are your hosts and your friends, Bree and Marissa, and we're so grateful you're here. We pray you listen and leave feeling more inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. We are so honored as always that you are tuning in and listening and just being so invited into our friendship. For today's episode, we are going to dive into the topic of discontentment. I know Marissa and I have been having so many conversations of what that has looked like in our lives and just conversations with other friends in their 20s who are navigating all of the discontentments and all of the desires of our hearts. And so we're so excited to just jump into this topic today and also hopefully make you feel so not alone in navigating that feeling or that longing in your heart for something more. So let's just jump right on in. Yes, I am so excited to be talking about discontentment because unfortunately it is something that I am all too familiar with. I think a lot of us are. And so I know this is a word we can just kind of use loosely or just throw out to kind of label our life, but I just want to get super specific and kind of unpack what discontentment is so that we can actually figure out whether or not we're actually discontent. So when I look at the definition of discontentment, what I found is that it's a longing for something better than the present situation. And the reason why I wanted to read that is because when I read that definition, that actually doesn't signal something negative to me. It is okay to long for more. I think that's something that can be really healthy and motivate us. But if contentment is joy and happiness in the present moment, then we do want to strive for that. Just because we're longing for more and we're hopeful for more in the future, I don't want that to cause us to miss out on all of these amazing things that currently exist in our life and also that are very much in process. I just want us to be present and grateful and even just aware of all of the good things in our life. So that's a little bit of a definition, um, but I would love for you to share kind of based on your perspective and maybe personal experience, like how do you even know if you're discontent? Yeah, I think when I think of discontent, I think because I'm such a feeler, I think of the emotions behind discontentment. I think for myself, the best way that I define and have identified discontentment in my life is like when an area of my life feels like a sting, like Mm -hmm. it feels like it's a sting because it feels like there's a lack of. And so I've seen in my life through different things I've been discontent with, whether it's been career or location or relationship status, I think it's ultimately to what the definition says. It's this longing in your heart that feels like because it's unmet that your life isn't good. And I I hate to say that because I it can sound, I think when you're sitting in the sting of discontentment, it can sound sometimes dramatic. I know times in my life when I've been discontent and I'm like, oh, I just wish I, this is this. And I just see myself feeling like my whole life is not that great because I'm discontent with this one area of my life that I'm disregarding the other areas of my life. That is usually a sign for me that I'm experiencing discontentment when you are just so fixated on the one thing that may be lacking or the couple things that may be lacking that you're disregarding and throwing out the window 
all the other good and beautiful things that are also simultaneously happening, that's usually a sign of, ooh, the sting of discontentment is kind of taking you over right now. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. I love how you mentioned that you can be discontent in just one area of your life, but I think why I even get weary with using the word discontent is I don't want us to let these areas of our life that are still very much a work in progress overshadow all of the amazing things about our life. And Mm -hmm. so ultimately, it is a normal feeling to feel discontent in areas of your life, but that doesn't mean that you have to let discontentment overtake you in its entirety. Like you can still have a joyful gratitude or have a joyful, grateful, full life, knowing in the back of your mind, okay, this is an area that it still is a work in progress. It's still, I have yet to see the fruits from it, or I have yet to see the faithfulness of God come through in this Mm. area. And so this kind of brings me to my next point, which just is trying to understand why are you even feeling discontentment? So maybe you feel it about your whole life, or maybe you can think of that one circumstance when Bree said that and you're like, yes, my singleness or oh my job, that is the area I just feel like is lacking. So I think, again, that's so normal, but trying to figure out, number one, why are you feeling discontent in that area? I think oftentimes it's because we're comparing ourselves to other people. And so maybe Mm -hmm. all of your friends are in, maybe they just all got engaged or maybe you feel like everybody has their dream job and they own their own business and all of these things. I think a lot of the discontentment we feel is due to comparison and due to us looking to the sidelines and feeling like, oh, the grass is greener Mm -hmm. on that side or, oh, I'd be happy if X happened. And so that's kind of the second part, um, which is our circumstances don't match our expectations. This is something that, oh my gosh, I'm probably guilty of this every single day, I would say. It's so normal to have expectations. And I think it's very rare that our circumstances are going to match those perfectly. So I just bring this to our awareness, these two things, comparison and having expectations, just so we can be mindful of them. I'm not Mm. trying to completely even rework these things or dive super deep into them. Um, It's just something that I think is important to be aware of so that we can be mindful that, oh, maybe it just is because of comparison, or maybe I'm creating these expectations that I just shouldn't be, that I'm just, you know, I'm I'm just getting too excited and I'm building up this life that I, there's no guarantee that it actually is mine. And Mm. I think the danger of that is just that we can miss out on all of the beautiful, wonderful, and surprising things that are happening in our life. And so I just want to ask you like a time you either currently or maybe in the past just have kind of felt discontentment. Yeah. Honestly, I think just because I'm a human being and I think this is such a human experience that we all go through, even at best, I think we can always in our humanness identify an area that we feel discontent in. I can think of so many things like, to be honest, even this week alone, I think a 
a pain. I always say a sting of discontentment because that's how it feels in my heart is like the sting. A sting of discontentment has been my singleness as someone who is so is so content single because I think contentment and discontentment can also coexist. Mm-hmm. I am content single, but there are moments when I just feel that longing of like, oh, I cannot wait for that next season of my life when I meet my husband, yada, yada, yada. Um, so that's been like a discontentment of this week. I think of like in seasons past – I think it was now two years ago now, which is crazy to think that it was that long. But I remember at the time I was working a corporate job that initially I loved and adored and treasured. But towards, I think, the end of my three-year mark at the company, I just started feeling such discontentment dwelling up in my heart. And to what Marissa was saying earlier, it was in the results of multiple things, I was comparing myself to other people my age and who seemed like they had their dream job and who were making more money than I was and who were living in different cities than I was and who just had very different jobs and working for very different types of companies that it was producing a lot of discontentment in me. I was also feeling discontentment because I was just ready for a change and I felt like stuck and I didn't know what to do and I didn't know where to look and it was just such in hindsight it was a big season and it was a big moment in my life but in hindsight it's also crazy how quickly that season passed and how I was able to overcome that mountain and was able to push past it but in the moment when you're experiencing this sting of discontentment whoa does it feel heavy and whoa does it feel so huge and I think in sharing this experience, maybe you're thinking about your own career, your own job or your own purpose and your own passion. And maybe you're feeling discontent in that right now as well. And so if you are, I hear you and I see you and I've been there. But I think for me through that time when I was experiencing that sting of discontentment with my job and kind of feeling paralyzed of what do I do? Where do I go? Like, What kind of job do I look for next? Something I had to remind myself of in the presence of the sting of discontentment, I do always want to seek reasons to be grateful, reasons to be content. And so when I felt frustrated the most and I felt the most stagnant and the most paralyzed and the most like unable to know what to do, I would just have to remind myself on the day to day that the job that I was working was once the job that I prayed for and it was once my dream come true. And I was and am living in a previous version of Bree's dream come true. And when I was able to frame a job I was discontent with, with that mindset, it really allowed me to persevere through the discontentment and it allowed me to not allow the sting to sting quite as deep and so that's just gosh one of the many stories of my life of discontentment I've experienced that's so good I love your perspective with that and that's our ultimate hope with this episode is obviously unpacking discontentment but our goal is that you can find contentment in this season you can find it amidst knowing that 
okay, this area of my life isn't where I want it to be. Like, it's okay to acknowledge that. I actually think it's so freeing when we Mm -hmm. acknowledge it, when we don't have to hide or pretend that, yeah, I am so happy being single if you're not. Like, it's okay to be like, I so crave this future that I see for myself and I know it's on the way, but I'm going to choose to be content in this circumstance because I know that this season is just a season and it's going to change and I'm most likely going to look back and be really nostalgic. I know even for me when I remember even being so discontent in college and I think it was just because I just craved to be in the real world, to be working, to have, you know, be married, all of these things that I was hoping for that I do now have, but I look back and I just know the freedom and the beauty of that season of life. So amidst Mm. feeling those feelings again, surfacing of, I'm just not where I want to be. That's okay because I will enjoy that season when I get to it. This is a beautiful season in and of itself. And so I'm just going to try my best to appreciate it. So that just brings me to how can we even go about finding contentment amidst our circumstances and something I want to share like if you take nothing else away from this episode is it's okay to feel your circumstances lack like we were sharing it's Mm -hmm. okay if they feel like a work in progress that does not mean that your life lacks that does not mean that your future is going to lack that doesn't mean that you have to walk around life feeling like this one area is lacking and it's debilitating because sometimes it feels like that like you're walking around with this like broken leg like everything is great except for this one thing and you're so focused on it and we just kind of want to restore that vision and say you are so capable and you are so able to just enjoy your life where it's at and kind of going off of that something that I know was so freeing and I remember actually a pastor had shared this and he was talking about his maybe he was in his 40s 50s and he was talking about being in his 20s and just how you have so much energy and excitement and passion and you're just so ready for the next thing and you're so ready to already have your dream career already be married have kids like you just kind of want it all and again I don't think there's anything wrong with desiring for more for our life or desiring that future destination but I do think it causes us to just miss out on The fact that we are planting seeds and we are building roots and we are going to get to reap the fruit of our future and that is on the way and there is so much fruit to receive now but just know that if you're 20s if you feel like nothing is coming together in the way that you hope that doesn't mean that you are not building the foundation or planting the roots for the future of your life. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, in five, 10 years, you're going to look back and be like, wow, so much was happening. And I was doing so much and I was laying the foundation for my life. I just, I didn't see the fruits yet. And when he said that, something just clicked for me. And I just gave myself permission to not have it all together and not feel like I have to arrive because I have a whole life to arrive. I have a whole life to get to that place and I don't need to speed through and try to get to the destination when our life is just beginning. (laughs) I love that you say that because that's something I think about all the time 
given we don't know how old you are that is listening, but we imagine that so much of our demographic is in their 20s. But I always think of like, why do we disqualify ourselves in the first 20 something years of our lives if God willing, we live until we're 80 or beyond, mm-hmm. we're not even halfway through. Like, and think, we're babies. We're literally babies. <laughs> and think about it this way. It's like, okay, the first 18 years of your life, like, you are likely under the shelter of your parents. And so, really, you're not really starting until – Honestly, I would say 20. Yeah. So really, I i mean, I'm 27. So I, I literally said this to a friend the other day. It's like, I'm only seven years old. <laughs> so it's like, I'm a baby. I'm just beginning, you know? And I think when you can frame it that way, it almost alleviates like this pressure, pressure of like, oh my gosh, like, why does my life not look like this? And I need to catch up. And something that I was thinking about as you were speaking is the thing is about life We are always going to be wanting more. The thing that you want now, one day you will likely receive it. And then guess what? You're going to want more. So true. Like (laughs) I know I cannot wait to meet my husband and get married, but then I'm going to get married and then I'm going to want to buy a house and then I'm going to buy a house and then I'm going to want to have children. Then I'm going to have children and then I'm going to want them to get this age. Like it is a nonstop cycle of want. And I think about career stuff. Like when I was working my corporate job, all I dreamt of was like landing my dream job and moving away like to a new city. Well, I moved and I landed my dream job. And guess what? It's like they, those things satisfy something in me, but in my humanness, like I continue continuously want something different. And so that pain of want and that pain of discontentment it's not that it'll never be satiated, but it's that's why we're so passionate about this topic today because we want to be sure that you're not losing yourself in the wants and in the discontentment because you are going to literally always want something new and next because really what you want can't be satisfied by the thing you're desiring. I love everything you were just sharing in that. Uh, I, I just know I'm like, I'm wanted to do this episode because I was feeling convicted Mm. specific in my life I'm like why am I like this like why do I have such a full beautiful life and I just am so focused on the one area that's lacking or I just get so focused on the future that I just I don't know I just miss out on all of these things and I just don't want to keep living my life like that so I'm recognizing if I don't figure this out now these are the patterns I'm going to maintain for the rest of my life so this is something I am so working on and I would love just like your insight on how can we just focus on the good in our life and not only be aware of it but let that be enough for us yeah I cannot emphasize enough and it's likely true of your life to some extent or the other whether it's your whole life or a portion of your life or a detail of your life but you are living 
in what used to be your dream come true. Like you are experiencing a freedom, a job, a friendship, like something in your life. I'm confident if you were to examine it is something that you once dreamt of having. And so reminding yourself at any given moment, you are living a past version of you's dream come true. And when we focus on that and celebrate that and actively rejoice that, even in the presence of discontentment and even in the presence of longing, at least for myself, it grounds me so much because I think that is just a part of the human experience and kind of the pain that we might just be experiencing here on earth of we are always going to want more and we are always going to want to arrive to the next destination. And then we're going to arrive to the thing that we thought would be the dream come true. Like for me at a point in my life was my dream come true was moving to LA and landing my dream job. And I also have the dream come true of like meeting my husband and getting married. But guess what? You arrived to your dream come true and then your heart and your flesh and your mind is taking a hold of something else that Mm -hmm. you don't have. And it's so crazy how we arrive to the blessing and we're so quick to be like, okay, now I want the next one and now I want the next one. And so the best thing we can do is even when the presence of discontentment exists, don't allow that to diminish or cause you to forget the blessing you are like currently standing in and currently embracing and wrapping your arms around. Just because it's now a familiar blessing, just because it's something you've grown used to, don't forget that it's likely something that you really deeply desired at one point in your life. And I think also reminding yourself that it is a beautiful thing to desire more for your life. It's a beautiful thing to long for something else, for things to change, for circumstances to work out in your favor. That is a good thing, but not when it overrides and takes control of your life and not when it precedence and also steals from the joy that you are currently experiencing in your life. Because it is a promise if you are living in a constant state of want that thing you're wanting for and waiting on and in ways worshiping, you're going to get it and realize like, oh, wow, that did not satisfy me the way that I thought it would because you're going to get that blessing or get that thing or get that job or get that person, get that relationship and realize, dang it, I still want more. And so I think just reminding yourself of who you are at any stage of your life is who you're going to be in the next. And so if I am someone mm-hmm. who is constantly finding reasons to be discontent, even at my best blessing, I am going to be discontent because nothing can satisfy that longing in my heart. And so just reminding yourself and fixating your eyes on all the reasons to be grateful, all the reasons why you're living in what used to be a blessing and what used to be a dream come true and just fixating your eyes on that and giving yourself permission to both allow discontentment and contentment to coexist in the same space like don't allow it to be you're completely discontent with your life or pretend like you're completely content with your life allow both to exist and not allow there to be an imbalance between the two is at least speaking on behalf of myself, how I find myself both in the joy, joyous expectation of what's to come and what I want to come in my life while also wrapping my arms around where I am at in my life in this season time. So with all of that in mind, I think also 
so much of discontentment is produced from that comparison in which we've spoken about. And I think oftentimes when we're a little bit too fixated on ourselves and our circumstances, and I think we live in such a me world and a me culture that we just have this tendency to get caught up in our own perspectives and just thinking so much of ourselves, which is a beautiful thing, but also is something I think to be wary of. So Marissa, I would love to ask you, what is your gauge or how would you like know or advise someone if they are potentially obsessing a little bit too much about themselves and like that's actually the thing that's causing their discontentment? Yeah, I think it kind of like is almost a trick question in the sense that I think for me, discontentment is a signal for the fact that I'm so obsessed with myself. And the reason being is, again, like you were sharing, I think it's so normal, like, for us to almost pretend like the world revolves around ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's just because, I mean, we we are ourselves. So like we are the main character in our own movie. So it's so natural to think most of the time about myself, to think about what I want, all of these things. And to some degree, yes, that is healthy. And I think that can push us to be better. But I think when we get so caught in that, it just can actually end up being this vicious cycle of me, me, me. And I know for me, like, I just need to honestly release it and not from a place of despair of like, I need to like surrender this thing and it feels so dramatic, but honestly, from a place of freedom, when I can just step outside of myself and even just engage and realize like, there are things that are so much bigger than me. There are purposes, there are people, there are circumstances that are so much larger than my own. And that is actually a beautiful thing. And it's an honor to be a part of a bigger picture. And I think when we can feel that sense of smallness in a healthy way, it actually can be so freeing. And something I think about is, and again, I'm not in this season, I'm not a mom yet, but I just think of the way that parents, as exhausted as they are, as, you know, they're just giving to their kids nonstop all day long. And yet, I have yet to meet a parent that is not just so full. Doesn't mean that they're not exhausted, but they are so full and they feel such a sense of purpose. And I really believe that's because they get the opportunity to give to somebody, to serve somebody, to pour into somebody mm -hmm. else all day long. And I think that is such a beautiful thing. And maybe that, you know, doesn't look like like in our season, we don't have the opportunity to pour into our kids in that way. But I think there are so many ways that we can pour into somebody else and it can, for a second, just relieve us from our just getting caught up in our whirlwind. Mm -hmm. And we can just shift the spotlight somewhere else in a way that's freeing and even just rests our mind and our perspective. And it's beautiful because in that process, we get to actually love other people and we get to serve them well and we get to see how our gifts can actually benefit not just ourselves, but people beyond us. So yeah, I think as a reminder to myself when I'm feeling so discontent, I'm probably not showing up for other people or serving people in 
in my full capacity or in the way I was designed to. And I really believe that's how God designed us to be is to serve others and that we will find so much joy and fulfillment in that. So, yes, I also think like just reminding yourself that whatever you're discontent in, it's like to what you're saying, there's someone else who is probably struggling with the same discontentment. You're not alone in that. This is not an isolated experience. And it's not just you experiencing the sting of discontentment of you're all alone and you're a victim to this circumstance. It's There's likely someone out there, even maybe a close friend of yours, who's experiencing the same sting. And when you can kind of get outside of yourself and remove just this lens and this shadow and this fog over you and really open your eyes to also see and receive what someone may also be struggling with. I think it is such a beautiful perspective because even the best person, the person you admire the most, or maybe even the person you've been comparing yourself to the most, every single human being on this whole entire earth is struggling with some form of discontentment, some form of longing, some form of dissatisfaction. And when you can get outside of just your you perspective and your you even victimization and like look around of like even the best of them we're all struggling to some sort of degree let that be such a comfort for you like you're not alone in that and also let that alleviate you from the self-obsession that we can have over our own life and our own circumstance to know that we're not alone is like the most comforting thing in the world that's so true I think that's kind of what we all just desire. I don't know why it's like, I don't want other people to be discontent in the ways I am, but then yeah, Yeah. it feels so freeing when I'm like, oh my gosh, you're the first person that I feel like feels this way. But in reality, actually, we all are feeling that way. And I think just recognizing that, yeah, truly, I can't emphasize enough, like, don't miss out on all of the areas where there is somebody who wants what you have. Not only did Mm. you once want it, but there are other people that want what you have. And that is a humbling thing. And to not to put pressure on yourself, but just to be so appreciative of that and honored in, in the fact that you are able to have something that is so desirable. And also that things are seasonal. So sometimes you're just, yeah, you're not It would be so rare to be fully content in every single area of your life. In fact, that would actually, I think, make you just kind of miss out on the joys of like when you actually get the opportunity to wait for something. Like I even think of this with my single friends. I'm like, had I waited 10 years before I met my husband, I would have such a gratitude that I just can only obtain through talking to single people when I realized they want so badly what I have I'm like oh my gosh there's so much gratitude that I need to express that Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I even get the chance to that's so good but that brings us to the question which is is it ever healthy to feel discontentment Mm -hmm. (laughs) so not to kind of go back on everything we're saying but I do believe that there is a degree and a capacity in which discontentment can be healthy. And I know you feel that way. So I'm just curious, what does healthy discontentment look like for you? Yeah, I think 
it's such a fine line and really nobody can tell you if it's healthy or not but yourself but I have been such a witness in my own life of when I know God is prompting for a season in my life to change it usually is initiated by the feelings of discontentment because God knows me and he knows the only way he'll get me to act and to move and to change something is to create discontentment that will move me to action. And so I think about a lot of big moments in my life, like moving to LA and even my current job and so many different monuments in my life, even living alone. It all started with this small seed and grain of sand in my heart that was discontentment of gosh like I don't love the job that I'm currently in or gosh I just I wish I lived somewhere else and I think you have to be very wise in that because discontentment though it can be healthy can still multiply into something negative but if your desire in that discontentment is truly just to accelerate your path or believe more abundance is available for you in any area of your life, I think there is a level of healthy discontentment because your heart is anticipating that you want something more for your life. And that something more is a good thing and it's not meant to completely satisfy you, but you just know that you're capable of something more and something bigger. And I think about even when I was, when God was preparing my heart to tell me I was going to move to LA because that was something that I did not see on my radar. I just remember when I lived in Austin at the time, I just started experiencing these small discontentments and just longing to live somewhere different and longing to go to different coffee shops. And I remember feeling kind of startled by that feeling of discontentment of why am I feeling this? Like I love my city and I love my friends and I love my life here and I do love my job even though I want something different. But it was just this growing discontentment that now being on the other side of it and on the other side of the blessing and realizing the journey that God was prompting me on, had I not experienced the discontentment, I don't think I would have taken action towards moving to LA. And in hindsight, moving to LA was the best decision I could have possibly made. I would truly not even be sitting here on this podcast had I not moved to LA and taken that leap of faith. And to think that the sequence of events of me living in LA, having my dream job, having this podcast, living alone, having the friendships here, all can be traced back to this one grain of sand of discontentment that God grew in my heart. I see that it was intentional and I see that it was meant to prompt me towards the change. And it was meant to foreshadow the change that was already coming my way. And had that not foreshadowed, I think I would have been a little too caught off guard. And so at least in that story, in that circumstance, I know that God really knew what he was doing by giving me that discontentment in my heart in a healthy way. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that you mentioned that because I think discontentment, obviously it's an emotion and feeling we have for a reason. And so in your case, it really was a signal that, okay, a change is made, or maybe it's we're sitting just feeling discontentment. And that means that we need to take action. And I think that's where prayer and discernment and, you know, being wise in those decisions is so important. And another aspect of discontentment that I do want to acknowledge, because this is something that even gave me freedom. I think the 
older I've gotten, I've just found that the world just does not fully satisfy my longings. And that can be described as holy discontentment. And that is just that we were created for more and we are living in a fallen, broken world. And so it's inevitable that the world isn't designed to satisfy every area of our soul, our circumstances, the amazing people in our life. It's not meant to fill me up to 100%. I do feel like there is a greater plan and purpose and destination for me. And so because of that, you feel this friction that at least we believe that this is our temporary home and we are destined for heaven. We are destined for this place that is perfect and it's not going to break our heart and there's not going to be terrible pains and, and things that we have to go through. We are destined for perfection and we are destined for goodness. And so I think that discontentment, when we set our sight, not in a depressing way, but in a hopeful way that we are designed to not feel those pains forever, I think that can be a good feeling. It can be a good signal. And so that's just kind of how we want to end this episode is just encouraging you that Maybe you've accepted your circumstances and you have hope for your future and and you're feeling, you know, better and and can kind of reassess um, your view of discontentment. Mm. We just want to end by saying that it's hard to feel our life is lacking in the presence of a perfect God. And so a verse I just want to speak over all of us is Psalm 1611, and it says, you will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. So when the world fails to meet our expectations, we have access to a loving God, a loving Father who can give us fullness of joy, who can fill us up for the duration of this world where we're just amidst the messy, we're amidst the in-between, the not seeing it all come together yet. And we can just see and receive His love and he can fill up our soul in a way that the world just cannot. And so, yeah, that's that's all I have to say on discontentment. Yeah. Bree, do you want to add anything? Yes. I think with that is just reminding yourself, just as the verse says, it's like there is still a fullness of joy to be experienced. Even in the midst of this aching of your heart, Remind yourself it is a part of the human experience for as long as your life is here on earth. There is never going to be a point in time when you're not discontent about something. And that is not to heart. That's not to break your heart. That's not to discourage you. But in the midst of that, allow yourself permission to experience that fullness of joy that is still available for you. And I would say my greatest encouragement and to kind of conclude this episode is identify in your life if there is opportunity to recognize holy discontentment in your life. Like whether, I mean, I think to what the verse is, it's like we are going to always be longing for something more that this life just cannot satisfy because is there any area of your life that you can experience that holy discontentment in which the fullness of joy and also the sting of this world can coexist? Is there a way that you feel like God is speaking to you so specifically over a specific area of your life right now in this moment that you are feeling the pains of discontentment, but also maybe the joy of the expectation of what God is about to do? There's so much to be said about discontentment and identifying 
Are you discontent because you're idolizing something in your life? Are you discontent because you are putting a false hope in if this circumstance changes that you're going to be happy? Whatever it is, I just really, we cannot encourage enough to shift your mindset towards a holy discontentment and just seeking that joy, finding that joy, even when it feels like you're kind of having to muster it up yourself, there is that joy to be had. And so we just pray. Like, I just really feel like there is going to be someone who's listening to this and the sting of that discontentment feels so deep. And maybe I feel really sensitive to it right now because I think I've felt the sting of that this week where I just know when it feels so deep in your heart, you're like, uh, it sucks. And sometimes you don't feel that fullness of joy, but Mm -hmm. I just pray that through this conversation today and through our friendship and through what we've shared that you feel hopeful that fullness of joy is available for you through your discontentment. So that was kind of a long last final thought, (laughs) but I just felt like I had to share that. I love that you shared that. And I want to end actually on this verse to give you hope if you are feeling that way. And it's Romans 28, 8. And we mm. know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. This is just part of your story. It is not the end. And there are things that are working together for good that you are going to get to experience in your life. Mm -hmm. And I just hope that that brings some sense of peace and joy amidst the discontentment in your heart. And I know that's something that we are going to be praying over for you and for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so... On that note. <laughs> that like makes me emotional. That was such a good verse. I needed to receive that. I think we both did, and I'm sure you guys did as well. So that brings us to love notes. <laughs> so for this week's love notes, I wanted to end on gratitude. And so we don't have anything super specific. I think we're both going to share just things that we're grateful for and we just want to invite you to do the same because I think this is one of the easiest ways for me to get out of my discontentment rut is just to see that there's so much good to be found and so I know for me I guess just reflecting on this week number one it is feeling like summer it is so warm and so for me something I'm so grateful for is the fact that we live near the beach and actually I'm so grateful that my husband has pushed me after work to actually get outside and drive to the beach and I think we've caught three sunsets in Malibu this past week which that's a lot for us and he's been surfing and it's been so fun watching him surf and so that is something I am so beyond grateful for and I'm just gonna yeah I think sometimes it takes us just getting out of our routine to just do something and we're like yeah it might take 30 minutes in the car and we might have to find parking and it might be a process but it is so worth it and it can be so much fun and I know when we're asking people a lot of them were saying sunshine and just getting outside is something they're so grateful for Mm, that's such a good one I actually, so I, you guys know, or most of you know that I just moved into my new place. I'm like, I'm going to be talking about this for a while, but 
I, I mean, it's Prime Day this week, and so I ordered so much home stuff, and the satisfaction of like, literally <laughs> as I was walking out the door to drive to Marissa's to record today, I got like my trash can delivered to my door. I've been living at my new place for like two weeks with no trash can. I've just been using a trash bag, and the joy on my face to see my trash can was delivered. <laughs> And just little things like I got a milk frother. I got um, an air fryer. An air fryer. That one I'm really excited about. I'm waiting for my couch to come in. I think my couch is coming in on Sunday. And I got a blender. And it's just so funny, but it's like all these adult packages have actually been something I've been so grateful for this week because it's the little pieces coming together, making my home feel like a home. That honestly is like my high, like from this week. Those are good. Man, yeah. I missed out on Prime Day, so I'm regretting oh, that. Oh gosh, no. If you didn't need anything, <laughs> don't spend the money. I needed so much home stuff. It was a perfect time. And then the last thing I'll share, because this was also something that made me so grateful. So I'm going to give a shout out to Brianna. We have the same name, except my name's Brianna. But similar, you're also a Brie. But I got this DM this week and it read, your joy for the littlest things is so inspiring and your wisdom that comes through on the podcast is amazing. Every episode, I walk away feeling so light and energized and motivated. Your words are honey. Thank you so much, Brie, for your sweet and intentional words and for being kind enough to share those. And I think that really is our greatest goal with this podcast is that you guys would feel that joy and you would feel inspired and you would feel uplifted like that really is the mission of why we even share in the first place and not because we always feel that way but because this is a friendship and we just want to do life with y'all and we want to invite you guys in so thank you Brie for your sweet words that was so so sweet and this is something that it just reminded me of a shift I needed to make and I just feel like it relates to discontentment is surrounding myself whether it's who I follow or even the people in my life those people should be pointing out the good in your life mm. and they should be giving you reasons to celebrate your life like finding the joy in the moments that you have daily and are highlighting that rather than making feel making you feel like you're lacking or there's something missing I think That's just so surround yourself with those people and if you don't have those people become that person who's pointing out moments in your friends lives and just saying this is so something to be grateful for and celebrate and just I think that's so infectious I think we all need more of that is just let's celebrate all of the little joys and the little moments in our life amen love you guys I love you thanks for listening <laughs> see you in the next episode Thank you so much for listening. We pray this episode was encouraging and life-giving. If you found it valuable, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe. And be sure to follow us along over on Instagram at With Love Always Podcast. Signing off with all of our love always, Bree and Marissa.